All right. Uh, the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 15, 9. Let's go there. Matthew 15, 9. See, because they were, they were bringing stuff. I don't know what you came here to do today, but I hope that you came to bring something to God. Come on, somebody. In the form of worship. Are you with me? You, you, you and I came to bring something to God. What do we bring? We bring ourselves. Amen. We bring our hearts. Listen, just imagine being God for a moment. And every time you see, see, every time somebody come to you, all they come with, give me, give me, God, give me this. God, open the door for this. God, help me with this. God, fix this. Watch this. And every time we talk to, every time they talk to you, you know what I mean? They, they, all they say is what? Give me. Or can I have? All right. And so with worship, it's more than that. Amen. And, and Jesus always had an issue with the Pharisees. Why? Because they were more religious than relational. And sometimes we can become religious in our routine, hallelujah, in our worship experience. So your worship experience stems from a relationship. I don't understand. It kind of trips me out a little bit sometimes. And and I think maybe, well, maybe people don't know what to do. But but, but when when I look on the camera... And I'm seeing, and, and the choir is hitting it and worshiping, and, and people just, you know, I, 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 I kind of like, okay, may, may, I don't know. And, and, and one of the things we've instructed our worship leader to do is not to tell people to get up. Amen. You should already have it in your heart. Come on, somebody. To stand and lift your hands to a holy God. Hallelujah. And tell God, thank you. For the great things you've done for me. Amen. Matthew 15, 9. Amen. Look, look, look what it says. It says, first of all, Jesus dealt with the heart of man. Amen. Uh, and then uh, he, he, he talks about tradition. <laughs> Oftentimes, saints. Now, listen. I like what Kanye's doing. Amen. I do. I, I kind of like, man. You know, he's pulling in the millennials, you know what I mean? He, he's pulling a group, right? But I'm praying that possibly this thing may not, because worship alone does not make a strong Christian. Let me just put it there. Worship is just part of the process, amen, of becoming a stronger Christian. Now, if you base your whole Christian life on music, amen, and not word, then when the storms start coming in your life, amen, when, when the winds start blowing, when the, when the torrents start coming, amen, your foundation will fall, your house will fall because it was not built upon the rock, Amen. And oftentimes when we come into the presence of God, we have to understand that there are protocols, amen, and there are proper ways. But if you're not getting the word of God, 
as the main thing that, watch this, that ignites the worship. So, so I want you to think about when you come to church, right? You're waiting for the word. I mean, let me, let me, let me ask that question. Are you waiting for the word or? <laughs> Amen. So everything that comes before is what? Preparation for the what? All right, all right, all right, all right. So, so we're talking about what? The word, right? Watch this. I just had a thought, but watch this. Watch, watch what it says. Watch what it says. Somebody read verse one for me. Y'all, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. So, so he says, "Why do you?" Hold on a minute. So, so here's the thing. So, there's a right way to worship, and there's a wrong way to worship. Amen. But oftentimes, your worship stems from your motives. Lord have mercy. From your what motives? And sometimes people are worshiping out of what tradition. Look what he says. He says, he says, and he answered and said, why do you yourself transgress the commandment of God for the sake of what? Your tradition. Go to Mark 7 for me. The sad danger is this. You ready for this? That vain worship is actually possible. Vain worship. Amen. Watch this. Worshiping in vain is worshiping without purpose or results, which leads to emptiness and deception. And that's what was going on with the Pharisees. The Pharisees thought that they were really nailing it, but they weren't nailing it. What they were doing, they were doing it with emptiness. They were doing it. It, 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 was, it was almost a form of deception. And if you and I are not careful, look what he says. And he answered them and said, why do you yourself back up for a minute? Where are we at? Mark 15? Go to Mark. Mark 7. Yeah, go to, go to Mark. For, read that for me. Mark 7. All right, and what verse seven? Read verse one. This is the synoptic gospel, so you'll say it, but it'll say it from a different point of view, right? But they're saying the same thing. The Pharisees and the scribe gathered around him when they had come from Jerusalem, and he and he and I'm sorry, and had seen that some of his disciples were eating their bread with impure hands. See, they were more uh, they were more interested in the external. You know, we got to keep the sanctuary holy. I get it. Yeah, we do. We have to keep the building holy, right? But see, that's what they were so involved in. They were so involved in external rules. They would look at, they would look the part, but inwardly they wasn't changing. Are you with me? And let me say something about worship. Let me tell you something about worship. 
When you begin to really worship God from a heart that says, God, I know who you are. And I appreciate what you've done for me. But more than that, but I'm entering into a relationship with you. Watch this. I believe, amen, that transformation begins and it continues as you focus in, amen, on true worship, not something that's done out of routine. One of my prayers is God help my legs to move. Amen. Help my hands to be lifted up. When when I went over to uh, Pastor Prudence Church, and, and 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 the choir was ministering in song, and 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 all of a sudden I started to reflect. I wish I had you. See, I was tuning into the words. See, and that's the thing about the words of music today. It has changed. A lot of what we heard last night. Amen. Bruce said, some of those songs I heard when I was seven years old, amen, and it's still in my soul, in my heart. You follow what I'm saying? And so it tells me something, amen, that if it's stuck from seven to now, come on, somebody, amen, then there has to be something spiritual about it. Now, we already know that Satan knows. Can I tell you what Satan does? If you ever read the screw tape letters, Here's what, here's what Satan does when you come to church. He wants you to focus on the person next to you. He wants you to focus, amen, on the people around you. He wants you to, in your mindset, look what she got on today. She knows she wrong for that. Amen. You know what I mean? You know, so, I mean, you know. You know what I mean? Oh, she cute. Amen. You know, want us to focus on all the wrong things. When the main folk, now listen, I don't want you to be like, you know what I mean? But, you know, because there's a beauty in worship. There's a beauty in worship. When you see one another just lifting hands and worshiping God. Amen. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to say to you, okay? Here's what I want to say to you. The enemy wants to distract us. Why? He doesn't want God to get any what? Glory. Now, let let, let me show you. Satan can get worship. He can. Last night. Most of those clubs that were open last night, he got worship. Come on, help me, somebody. One guy, I was wa- I'm watching this documentary. Uh, uh, I don't know if I, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna say that. But anyways, but the guy was saying he owns a nightclub, and he was saying that it's something about when he's in this nightclub. That they get a sense of euphoria. It's a sense of it, it meets a need. Amen. Remember I was talking about aesthetic, an aesthetic feeling. You know, when 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 people go when people go to the game, right, they get that sense of belonging, that sense of 
you know, of, of togetherness. You know what I mean? There's a spirit that overpowers the Coliseum, you know, or the stadium, right? That, that brings people together. They got the same colors on. They got the same chance. They got the face painted up. Amen. They, you know what I mean? Come on, man. They, that's worship. And that's what Satan gets every Sunday. The NFL says they own Sunday. I beg to differ. Jesus owns Sunday. Hallelujah to his holy name. Now we know that the Sabbath was changed by man, but we, we're going to, you know, we, we're going to look past. But we know we've set aside this day, amen, to pause for a few moments, amen, to render unto God authentic worship. But watch this for a minute. Watch this. Watch this. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, and the Pharisees and, and some of the scribes gathered around them and said, hey, they eaten with impure hands. For the Pharisees and all the Jews did not eat unless they carefully washed their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they did not eat unless they cleansed themselves. And they are there are many other things which they have received in order to observe, such as the washing of the cups. You see that? The washing of the cups. Um and pictures, you know what I mean? You know, all of this. Watch this. The Pharisees and the scribes ask him, why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat the bread with impure hands? And he said, rightly did Isaiah, pro and we're going to get into Isaiah's prophecy, hopefully sometime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is what, this is what Isaiah prophesied. This is Jesus in the New Testament. This is Isaiah prophesying saying this, this people honor me with their what? With their what? With their what? Hallelujah! Did you mean it? Glory to God! You know, when we come in the pulpit, you know, we, and we say things, we say, uh, uh, giving honor to God, to the congregation at hand, to the elders and the leaders. God is good all the time. <laughs> you know, that's lips. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 but what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the heart. And what, I, what, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm thinking about, amen, when I come, listen, my, my worship used to be real intimate. Like, I'm in the presence of people. But I have a I have an intimate moment with God where I'm blocking everything out. Right? And it's not just lip service. You know what I always say with that? I say not only lip service, but it's life service. Amen. I'm living. Amen. In this journey. I'm trying to live. Amen. But in the moment of my worship. I'm learning the biblical way. I'm learning what it really means. And not just say, brother, I love you. Amen. But but to mean what I say. Are you with me? And, and, and look, and it comes from a heart that's poured out before God. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing some writing now about living in the presence of God. Every waking moment. 
living in his presence, having a keen awareness that God's presence is around. Amen. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord goes to and fro. Amen. He knows all about us. But look what he says. He says, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Look at verse 7. See, see, here's the thing, right? When you come into worship, right, and you're worshiping, I want you to examine what you're thinking. Just, just pay attention. Pay, pay attention to what you're thinking. Because here, here's the problem. Problem is, sometimes we're not even here. <laughs> I was reading... I was reading my Bible this morning. I was, you know, I'm going through Proverbs. I went through, I went through Proverbs so many times. It's probably about my 15th time going through Proverbs, right? And I'm reading, and then all of a sudden, I'm thinking about something else. I stopped. I stopped. I grabbed the thought. I said, God, now I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know why the enemy does not want me to get this, but I'm going to stop right now, Lord. When you are aware that your mind has left worship, then you need to bring yourself back. Because it's easy, amen, to be distracted. This is why we close the window. You know, I would love to open those blinds, really. Seriously, I'd love to get some natural light in here, but I already know what's going to happen. <laughs> Counting the cars. One, two, three. For, well, why they pull up in the parking lot? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and I'm saying, listen, we done got dressed. Come on, y'all. We, we done tra- traveled here. To, how many of you want to experience with God today? I'm, I'm saying, is it time for tune-up? Seriously, like, like you, you, come on, y'all. See, that's what I love about the musical and things like that. The musical is designed... To revive you in the sense of your worship. Give you a sense of renewal in the sense. Even though we're worshiping on Sunday. But the point is that, you know, if if that's the motive behind it, amen, then that's what the message will be. Hallelujah. But, but, but watch this. He says, but in vain do they worship me. They were more interested in teaching. They were more interested in telling people what to do, what not to do. Here's what you do. Here's what you not do. Rather than what? And look what it says. It says, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. In other words, they had brought in man-made. This is why I'm kind of on the fence with Kanye's thing. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of man-made stuff in that. Hello. All right. Now watch this. Neglecting, verse 8, what? The commandment of who? You hold of men. So now the things that we're doing in worship is man-made. Come on, somebody. 
Amen. And it has nothing to do with what God commands. You know what God commands in worship? Worship me with your heart, with your soul, with your mind. That's a commandment. Come into his presence with what? Come on, somebody. Enter his courts with what? That's a command. Give thanks to him and what? Bless his name. Why? For the Lord is great and his mercies endure forever. Amen. But what we've done in, 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 in a lot, in most settings, in some of our settings, amen. It, listen, it, we have abandoned God's directives in favor of man's tradition. Come on and say amen. Amen. In other words, we, we have taken the commandments and the teaching. Listen, it's a talk without heart. It's just talk. Come on, somebody. It's just talk. It's just talk. God, I love you. God, I praise you. God, I magnify you. But is it just talk? Or is it coming from your heart that says, God, hallelujah, I love you. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Go to Mark 15, 8. I'm sorry, Matthew 15, 8. Let me see here. Real quick. Um, Verse 9. I'm sorry, stay there in Mark 7. Verse 9 says, he, he was also saying to them, you are experts <laughs> at setting aside the commandment of God in order to do what? Now, you know it's wrong when you have set aside the word of God to do some man-made stuff. What could be man-made worship? And tradition. In the context of worship. Putting music before the word. Okay. What else? What else? Putting aside. God's word. For man made stuff. Tradition. You can't wear no pants in church, women. Come on now. Come on now. Amen. You you know what I mean? All these different rules and because you're not holy enough. You follow what I'm saying? But God is can I tell you something? God is not interested in now. You have to come into church correct. But what I'm saying is a lot of times. We're setting aside the word for some stuff that we didn't learn from back in the day. Traditional stuff. Amen. Can I tell you this? Heartless religion is possible. Amen. In the Old Testament, it was, listen, it was, it was intoxicating. But in the New Testament time, it's even more, you know, I, I would say allowed, watch this, and accepted as God is doing a new thing. But can I tell you something? Don't don't get twi- don't don't get that thing messed up because God has always done a new thing. 
His mercies are new every morning. Come on, somebody. And so, as a result, if you can learn anything from Christ's appeal to Isaiah here, watch this, to the first century Pharisaic hypocrites, amen, is this. God has never been and will never be satisfied, you ready for this, with heartless worship. So write that down somewhere. God will never, God has never been and will never be satisfied with what? Heartless worship. Men tend to form their opinions of God from their estimation of themselves. Lord have mercy. In other words, the God we imagine will take this. Let me say this. What you give to God today in worship, do you will it be acceptable? Now, I'm not talking about screaming and getting crazy. I mean, if you want to do that, that's what you do. I appreciate that. But I'm saying if what you offer, if what we offer to God today, and I'm talking about even from standing on the doors of usher, from the media team, from the worship team, from the worshipers, will God be pleased with what we render to him in the form of what? Worship. Lord, would you, you know what, I I, got to tell you the truth. Sometimes I'm detached. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. I'm detached. Let let me, let me, let me, let me see. Let me, let me see if I'm, if anybody else want to be honest. Seriously. And I'm saying, man, got to get back in it. Got to get, now I I catch myself and get back in it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, but then I'm saying to myself, okay. Am I doing the same thing? I'm doing the same thing every week. We're doing the same thing every week. We're doing the same thing every week. We're doing the same thing every week. But then the question is, where's my heart? Because we tend to form our opinions of God from the estimation of ourselves. Because watch this. Because we're out to satisfy ourselves. With our outward acts and our rituals. Amen. And then we assume that God is satisfied with what I have given him. So let me ask you again. Will God be satisfied today? Hmm. With what you and I are going to give him this morning. In our worship. In our adoration, in our thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Listen to this, listen to this. Many people today who are without Christ assume that going to church and keeping the golden rule will somehow balance, watch this, their favor in the end with God. Watch this. Even many professing Christians, amen. Come to church with religious routines, watch this, to substitute private devotion and a sincere heart. So in other words, 
I only wait till Sunday to worship him. I only wait for Sunday, amen, to publicly give him praise. But if you're doing it Monday through Saturday, if you're living a life that says, God, I love you, I worship and praise you, and you live a life of worship, amen, amen. Listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. These people were experts Jesus called them experts at putting aside the word for some man-made stuff. How do you think the Catholic Church fooled everybody for a long time? Tradition. Do you know the in the Catholic Church back when, let's see, it's 500 years ago when Martin Luther nailed the 99 thesis to the door of the Catholic Church and set, that's where the Reformation began, right? Watch this. Do you, know what the, you know, do you know what they were doing in church? They were saying that in order for you to go to heaven, you had to buy indulgences. You could buy your loved one out of hell. They was, because they wanted to build bigger churches. So they would get the, get the collection plate and people would line up and they would pay so that they would not watch this. Their loved one wouldn't go to hell. Watch this. And not only that, but the Bible was in Latin. And so guess what? And then when the, when they read the word, and with their backs to the congregation, Nobody knew what they were saying. <laughs> and so when Martin Luther, who was a monk, who went out, he was kicked out. Of, he was radical. Watch this. He went out this week. We celebrated 500 years of the Reformation. Watch this. And, and he went out and he started studying the Greek. And he was like, hold on a minute. They got this wrong. It's faith alone in Christ alone. You're justified by faith in Jesus Christ and nobody else. He said, hold up. And boom, there was on. And that's how we got the word today to us. Amen. Because one man took the time. Hello, somebody. And took God by his word. He did not go for tradition, but he went for the word. And whenever you come into the presence of God, and if the word, that's why last night in the musical gospel, I mean the gospel musical, amen, I made sure, oh, I wish I had somebody, it's a gospel musical. I presented the what? Gospel. Are you with me? And so when we come, we should come. Amen. Now knowing that we're standing on the backs of people who came before us and gave, he gave his life for that cause, by the way. He was on the run for a long time. And then the Bible was not yet translated. Watch this. It went from Latin to German and then from German to English. But they had to smuggle in the word of God page by page. Amen. Into England because the Catholic Church had a lock on it. So if you want to know a little history, I don't even know why I went there, but 
maybe to remember Martin Luther, okay? But the point is this. Now we have a word that we can read, understand. You got your, you got your Bible on the, on the, on, on, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the devices and all. You can click the word and see what the Hebrew and Greek word is. And yet, we are still without correct information about God. So my study and my devotion time, when you come through these doors, your face shouldn't be looking like you had a stroke. You should be looking like, whoo, I done read the word. I'm here to worship. Pastor, I'm here to worship. We're here as worshipers today. We're here as what? Worshippers. Amen. And you know when 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 uh when, when John Wycliffe, amen, when he penned the word of God in English, do you know what they did to him? They killed him. But then they then they started memorizing the word. They call them lollers. So what they would do, they would walk around saying the word in English in their mouth. They had to memorize it because it was outlawed, it was banned. Watch this. When he died, they dug up his body and burnt his bones. And he was hung upside down on the stake for translating the word of God in English. And he says, God, open the eyes of the king. Some 200 years, 50 years later, that's where you get the King James Bible from. Why did I bring all that up? I bring it up because you got to know. A lot went into God's getting this word to us. Listen, I may not be a popular preacher, but I'm not trying to be popular. I want to be biblical. And I want you as believers to stand on the promises of God's word. Don't put aside the word for tradition. Amen. Mom said if you cross the cat, something will happen. Ain't nothing going to happen to you. You got the word of what?